0: Hello everyone, Dr Julie here, and you are listening to my Coffee Chats podcast. I am a health researcher, PhD trained, and chef, self-trained, on a mission to leave the next generation and our planet a lot more of a healthier place. This is your space to ask questions on topics that no one seems to want to discuss, with information that is backed by research, along with a good dose of practical advice. Real talk, real people, real answers. Let's get into this week's episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing something called the hidden relationship tax, which is a bit of a follow on from my controversial school holidays episode. So, if you haven't listened to that one, I would encourage you to go back and do so. It's just going to provide a lot of context for this discussion. However, you can just dive straight into it, it's still going to be relative. And I'm going to give you a recharge update because it ties so nicely into all of this. So, hidden relationship tax. This is a term that I have come up with to discuss some of the underlying behaviors, particularly those that are passive aggressive, that can happen within a relationship. Now, this is irrespective of who you are in a relationship with and it extends well beyond your potentially the person that you are are doing life with. It also includes grandparents and potentially even friends as well. The central focus, of course, is with those that are parents because this is where it's really going to show itself to be quite strong. As I said, it is also relative to those that are not parents. When you add children into the mix in a relationship or into a parenting niche, resources decrease time energy money and so this is where the fight and the struggle for those becomes larger and we are raising our children whether we like it or not in a heavily gendered world so understanding that which is and I only touched on it really on what I feel is the surface level when it comes to working for mothers in in that school holidays episode but it's important to acknowledge and the reason that I want to talk about this is because it becomes a significant barrier particularly to women with doing anything basically. So with working yes but also in terms of having your own needs met whether that's exercise, whether that's wanting to study, whether that's having time away from your children, whether it's getting sleep, and that's because at the moment when we have a baby and that baby is born, the responsibility is ours 24-7, which means any single part of time We have to ask for, we have to beg for, we have to arrange time away from our children in order to get. So we're already on the back foot. Now, I'm not saying every relationship is like that. We need to be upfront and honest that that's still the norm and the expectation currently. And so where this relationship tax comes into it is when we do get time I'm going to say for us, but it can be as simple as time to even work. And don't get me started on how ridiculous that is. Or time to sleep. Or as I said, time for anything that you need. That it's not given freely. That it is not given without a tax. And I've used the word tax because I feel it accurately describes what this is in other words you kind of have to not only fight for this but there's going to be some tax on it and where that tax comes and where the flavor of it it's going to be different and I want to talk about this because often when we are making decisions like uh, it's all too hard this is at the center focus of it and it can also just make you feel a little bit crazy like why is this all so hard and it adds to our guilt and it adds to our mental loads and quite simply it's not okay and I will have some suggestions at the end of how to tackle this but first and foremost we need to acknowledge that it's here so where it can come is that a to start with and not even being able to ask freely or even knowing that there's going to be some resistance, some pushback, a comment. So the relationship tax can happen even when you're having that discussion. It can happen during the time at which you are doing whatever it is that you want to do. So for example, you've gone to the mall to do some shopping for yourself and your partner or a grandparent is looking after your children. And they text you or they phone you and they say, the baby's not sleeping. Immediately, that's adding to your mental load. That's putting you in a position of where you have to choose between the activity that you are doing or not doing or coming home or anything like that. Or it can even be as simple as, when are you coming back? You're not given that time freely. And the classic is definitely afterwards. And this can happen in sullen behaviour from the moment that you walk in the door. It can be a snide comment of, well, that was great for you. You got to, you got to go and do this. Or again, you have a sleep in. And don't get me started on how ridiculous that is. It's sleep. And a mother would not be sleeping unless she was bone tired, exhausted, eyeballs falling to the ground and again there's that little undertow when you wake up or even that you need to feel that you should be so grateful for that that you actually have to say how grateful you are or if you've had time away to work again that you have to be grateful for it and if you don't say something then there's a comment that you didn't say something it may come in the form of the partner or the grandparent simply not doing things so they look after the children but the washing isn't done the meals haven't been cooked or prepared for or anything like that and you sort of then have to go so I got this time I went and did this but I've actually got to come back and it's worse and you feel like you can't say anything because you were given that time. None of this is okay. You are not crazy. This is a real phenomenon that happens within relationships and as I said, particularly that are involving the care of children. So weaponized incompetence is the example that I gave at the mall. So in its simple form, it's where one person... Is effectively faking incompetence in order to get the other person to do the task. And this happens time and time and time again in relationships. And even in the context of mental load, that view that, and I'm going to call it for what it is, dads or particularly male partners don't know how to help is absurd. And if a grown male, knows how to manage a team of 10 people, for example, in his very important job. You can't tell me he doesn't know how to help around the house, or doesn't know how to look after his own child, or at least be able to figure it out enough to not make the mother feel guilty for having something as simple as time to work, time to study, time to exercise... Time to just put herself back together away from a job which is literally 24-7. And when we enable this, and I know it's not easy, and I know it shouldn't be our responsibility, we're only contributing to this. What would happen if you were not there or you were not available? They would figure it out. They're not going to let any harm happen to your child, and this is the same for grandparents as well. You can't tell me that they can't find a way to figure it out in order for you to get your needs met, and it can become self-perpetuating. And definitely in the case of A, not knowing what to do, and B, making you feel guilty, applying that tax while you're in that situation, not okay. Just not okay. Now I'm not saying you need to go out and change the world or like confront your partner or those that are in your primary parenting unit like grandparents for example about this. First and foremost you need to know that this is here, it's real, it exists and it is a huge barrier to overcome because the guilt of this can actually outweigh all of it. You know that is it worth it part. And particularly if you have had time away from the home and you're stepping back into it and things just haven't been done, it is incredibly overwhelming. But again, knowing that it's there and being a little bit prepared that it may be there can just help to stop that overwhelm, even a tiny fraction. I also just want to bring up what I call the tit for tat, which is that often within a relationship where we think that it's fair and even and a way to sort of mediate that tax is that well I get a sleep in on Saturday you get a sleep in on Sunday now we're fair and even but are we because do we want to weigh up the balance of our needs based on a 50 percent equation you get a weekend away I'm going to get this weekend away because you had that weekend that's also not okay because it's actually not in line with your needs And again, it's not an even playing field. There are a number of family structures today. So what I am going to talk about in terms of the equity is where there is two parents involved and one of the partners has carried the baby, birthed the baby and or is primarily responsible for the initial feeding of that baby. If someone has been pregnant for nine months, endured a birth of somewhere between two to 72 hours and then gone through that process of feeding or deciding how to feed and waking up around the clock for that. If we're going to look at fatigue and if we're going to look at time, is that fair and even when the other partner hasn't gone through and endured that? So why are we trying to split it down the middle? Why are we not saying, well, the person that physically puts their body on the line for all of that just gets more because they went through more, they need more recovery, they need more sleep, they need more time on their own. And the point of this is, is that it shouldn't be about, I get this, you get that. I got this time to work, you get that time to work. I got this time to exercise, you get that time to exercise. Again, if you're wanting to look at who should have more time to put their body back together, well, it's probably the person that, I don't know, had to carry a baby for nine months and then birth this baby. Why would it not be that way? Relationship tax is real. You are not crazy. It is incredibly challenging to overcome. And if you catch yourself putting your needs aside because it is too hard you're there. You're right in it. I don't have all the answers. But number one, acknowledging that this is there. And maybe for those that are listening, are like, this doesn't happen in my primary relationship. It doesn't happen with my grandparents. But I'm going to say that there's a good portion that are listening where it does happen. And like all things, is this what we would want for our children? Would we... When we, are grandparents, want to apply a tax or make an underhanded comment when we've been asked for help, of course we're not going to do that. So why would we feel it's okay when it's done to us? Being prepared for this can help because it can mean that when you have the discussion around what your wants and needs are, you can also add this in. As in like, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to need the two hours. What do we need to do to ensure that I get these two hours unbroken? And again, I wish you didn't have to have these conversations. I wish that you could just have your needs met without it being such a fight. But we've got to work with what we've got first and foremost. And potentially it will get easier. Because potentially you can be like, I'm going to have this time to work and I'm going to need it not interrupted. I'm going to have my phone off and it's going to be okay because you've done it many times. This may also be something that you want to actively work on in your relationships. And I would suggest to actually do that with someone to mediate, whether that's a therapist or a third party that can take some of the heat out and make each party feel heard. It may be that, like in the case of grandparents, they're not aware of what they're doing or the impact that it has on you. And remember, we can't control how other people act and respond at all. And so it, again, it may still not be a solution, but at least Creating that space to work on it. And as I said, role modelling what you would want for your children. If you ever get stuck, go back to what would I want to be teaching my children? Again, irrespective of gender. Would what we're currently doing be something that we would want for them and their relationships moving forward? This stuff is not easy. Also, because we've been talking on the topic of adult friendships, something that I find really helpful too is to have this discussion with your really close humans. And so it means that when it comes up, when the text comes up, you've got a voice outside of it to be like, oh, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Or, you know, I'm feeling so overwhelmed at all the things that I have to come back to or I'm going to be taking some time for myself and this is what I'm worried about because it does at least provide some support and again make you feel less alone in this and just as a final note on this still do it anyway it's always going to be my message your needs whatever they are they count they matter you have to Get rid of and abolish that social narrative that women and mothers give up every single part of themselves. This brings me nicely to the second part of today's episode, which is a bit of a recap on my recharge time, and I just thought it'd be really helpful for you guys to hear what it was actually like for me because you know you can put up all the posts in the world of oh, i'm doing this or i'm doing that but what are the thoughts what are the feelings what happened at the time and how did i feel afterwards i knew that the auckland food show was going to be a huge intensive period both leading up to it and actually doing the physical show so i planned some recharge time for after this, to actually put back in myself and to know that there was a little bit of an end point or stop point to that high level of intensity that I was needing to do. What I had planned for myself was that two weeks after the end of the food show, I would have a day, Friday, off work and have Friday night as a night away from my children in a hotel. So I got that deep restorative sleep where I could go to bed as soon as I felt tired and I could sleep and I could wake up when I was rested and restored, not having to give to anyone, have a cup of coffee in bed and then get back into the fray. It doesn't actually sound like a lot when I say this, but as you guys know, even that time is incredibly hard to do and also on the Friday I had planned to get another tattoo in my next edition as well and for any of you that do regularly ink or have had a tattoo I I wish I had enough words to describe like how helpful it is for me in so many ways and it does enable me to switch off which I know probably sounds a little crazy because I shouldn't say that It probably may sound a little out of the box in that, I mean, because it can be quite painful, but I overall don't find it terribly painful. And a little bit of the parts that are kind of help to deactivate my central nervous system and take me away. But there's a lot of reasons behind why I ink, but I, I love it. It's a treat. It's my needs. It's something that I need, it's something that I love, it's something that I look forward to, it provides me a place to go in my mind during really dark times or times that I'm struggling with because I just go and I visualize the design, what it's going to be like when I actually get tattooed and I can do this anywhere because it's in my brain. I can literally be anywhere at any point and take myself there. We all have vices, effectively. And the way that I see it is it's, well, it's not illicit drugs. It's not drinking myself into oblivion. It's not filling myself up with food or the opposite. It's not abusing my body in a very negative way. But it does give me an outlet. It does. And so I had planned all of this. Now, I'm going to be honest. I really struggled. I really struggled. I did not achieve having the full Friday off. I didn't. And I found myself almost going down a slippery slope of beating myself up about that too. So I had done a launch the night before and I was dealing with just a lot of emails and shipping and all the day-to-day stuff of a business. I did. I made myself feel guilty that I couldn't just allow myself to let some of those balls drop and so I stopped myself and I was like look actually this is this is really hard this is really challenging let's just do an hour or a couple of hours get out what you need to to put your mind at ease and then ideally when you go this is me talking to myself by the way when you go and and get inked switch off use that time to help switch yourself off and that helped a lot And I also messaged a couple of people and were like, look, I'm going to switch off. I even told socials that I'm going to switch off, which also helped me a little bit. And then I did and I switched off and my ink experience was so beautiful. Adam, who has been tattooing me for many years, just really looked after me and I was able to watch like a TV series while we were doing it and we were chatting. And then afterwards I did, I, I went in stayed at a hotel and I even, I even watched Netflix and this shows how little I do recharge because I actually had to, I had to sign up to Netflix because I don't know what happened to my previous membership, but it had gone. So I signed myself up to Netflix, watched the show for a couple of hours and went to sleep. And that feeling when I woke up in the morning, how recharged that I felt And just being able to have that peaceful cup of coffee in bed, still in my pyjamas. Not managing my puppies and my toddler and trying to get all the breakfast on and my brain sort of thinking about the day. And I I wake up at 5am every day because it gives me that time, the only time in my day to sort of get myself together. And my body naturally woke up at 5.30. But it was still my time and it was so worth it and I just kept giving myself some positive encouragement like you deserve this you needed this and well done for doing it even though it was really hard I literally said some of those things to myself because I'd like I needed it I did I needed to reinforce for myself and that helped to keep any like slivers of guilt at bay and the result, I was so happy to come home, see my kids, and give to them, give to the house, do whatever I needed to do, going, I had some of my needs met. I did something for me. I recharged after a horrendously tough work period. It didn't matter that it was like two weeks afterwards because it was there, And as I said in my previous episodes on recharging, it's not about when you have it. It's about knowing that it's there. And sometimes we can get stuck with, there's too many things right now. I can't do it right now. Okay, so if you can't do it right now, when are you going to do it? And it's okay if it's in six months' time. It's just knowing that it's there and hopefully hearing from me as someone who, you know, I've got a 10 year old, I've, I've been doing this gig for 10 years and I still have to step through all of this, but it's so worth it and you are worth it and it's so okay to have your needs met. It's so okay to have rest, it's so okay to have time away from your children and to come full circle with what I have been talking about quite heavily in this episode, it's what we want to role model for our children, it is, so much love to all of you guys, you're in it, you're doing the hard things, you're taking on these really significant life challenges, I have the utmost care and respect for you and I'm in it too, So go forth, have a look at your needs Have a look at where you can get some recharge time Have a look at potentially where there are some extra barriers around the relationship tax Keep going, keep doing you You count and you're worth it I'm going to see you same time, same place next week I just want to do a shout out to our incredible sponsor zero six coffee as you all know i am coffee obsessed and zero six is a local new zealand company also very waste conscious coffee does not ask questions coffee understands and coffee gives you five minutes peace in the chaos which i really hope you get today please use the code 1506 for 15 percent off That's it for this week's episode. If you do have a question, please drop it into the contact page of my website or a DM on Instagram. Everything from food, well-being, business, motherhood and life questions are answered here. I do really hope you get in a peaceful cup of coffee or at least take some time to yourself today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date and make sure you don't miss an episode. Until next week, with love, Dr Julie.